on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the All Pro Jaffos, where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan. We got a great show for you today. I'm your host, JP, and alongside me, as always, the 610 Beast from the Southeast, Mr. Country K. Kanichiwa, party people. And it is going to be a good one because today at 730 uh, PM Pacific Standard Time, 10:30 Eastern. For some of you watching on the East Coast, we have the honor of getting to have a what we think is going to be a hilarious conversation with uh, one of the true OGs of the A7FL, uh, former quarterback and now turned announcer. He is what we call if Blake Shelton and Jason from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had a baby, and then that baby grew up and had a baby with Mitch Trubisky, Corey Hammond would be what comes out. We're going to have Corey Hammond on the show with us today to talk A7FL football and more, Uh, and it's going to be a great show. But before we get to that, let's talk about uh, a lot of the things that are going on in the world. Of course, let's get the job of Tracker down on there. Blake Shelton making his point right there. Huh? That's right. Um, some fucked up news, I guess, to start. Akeem Tlaib's brother, um, who he has since turned himself in, um, <clears throat> as of today, uh, it was he is a suspect in the uh, in the killing of a pop order football coach by the name of Coach Mike uh, Hickman, I believe. Uh, I believe the last name was Hickman. Um, the video is uh, is out there. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty fucked up uh, to say the least, um, and it's essentially having me think that um, all of you parents who are overreacting to child sports or to children's sports, you know, like 10 and under and stuff like that, for those of you who are a little overly too excited um, and ruining it for the rest of the uh, the people that are involved, um, go fucking check yourselves. Okay, because a man was just killed in front of his nine-year-old son because of something that happened during a nine-year-old fucking football game. What? What could have possibly been the reason? What could have possibly been the reason? One, to be bringing a fucking firearm to to a child's game. To a Pop Warner football field. You're going to bring a gun. Why? For what? In case you got into an argument with somebody that you just, you know, just disagreed with them? Like, bro, when I saw this, I was like, this is an all-time low for all of these fucking parents who are just absolutely overdramatic and over-enthused about youth sports. Like, let's get, not get it twisted. You know, parents, some of your kids probably won't make it. Yeah, that, that's just the, the, the facts of the whole thing. 
there's no need to ruin the experience. And now taking a, a, a kid's father away from him in front of him. In cult, that, that's, dude, that's an image that's not going to be removed from that kid's mind anytime soon. Like, I, what would, and this is, isn't it Yakub, Yakub, or, or, I forgot how to pronounce his first name. It's almost not even worth giving a shit. It's just Akib Talib's brother. Like, why? Like, what's the point? What's the point? I, I mean, when you, what was your first initial reaction when you saw this? Um, when I first saw it, it said that Akib was possibly involved, and I was like, I really hope it was he wasn't involved because the first story I sent you, remember the first story I sent you, it said that Akib possibly was involved. Then the second one I sent you, I was like, it's his brother and all of that jazz. So my first reaction was, I really hope it's not him. And then when I found out it was his brother, I still was like, this shit is fucking terrible. Like, why? The exact same shit you said in the beginning. Like, what could possibly piss you off to where you shooting somebody? Like, y'all, first off, what could possibly piss you off at a kid's game for y'all to start fighting? You get what I'm saying? Like, like that's more of what it came down to. And somebody felt like they had to defend themselves, and that's why they shot somebody. Because they was losing the fight, most likely, or getting jumped. You get what I'm saying? So what could possibly make you want to fight somebody? That's what I'm that's what I'm asking. Like, like that, that that was so unnecessary. Like, I don't really have the words to explain how unnecessary that was, man. Like it's, now, now at this point, it's like you you bringing the you tarnishing your whole family's name. You get what I'm saying? Because now, like, it's it's a lot of things that people going to start trying to bring up and trying to tarnish all of y'all now. You get what I'm saying? Man. Yeah. They definitely going to bring up a Keeb situation for sure. For I, I sure. mean. They going to bring yeah. that up. Like, they going to try to really, they going to really, they going to. Man, this is, first off. Prayers to the family that's what's going on. Like, I, I mean, not first off, because I said a lot. So I apologize. So prayers to the family that lost a father, a son, a brother, an uncle. You know what I mean? Possible grandfather. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and rest in peace to buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like that was necessary for you to lose your life. But rest in peace to you. It, it just, and again, in front of this kid, you know, it just, in front, I mean, not just his kid, but a bunch of kids on, on top of that. It's it's a huge football game, dude. Like, come on. What is so fucking threatening at a youth football game? Uh, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It just, hold on. Corey's trying to find out if he has to download anything. I said, no, sir, no, you don't. Um, but yeah, it's just like, how scared are you? 
like, honestly, how scared of other people do you have to be to think that something like that is is necessary? You think somebody's coming after you at all times? Oh, you mean to bring a gun to that game? Yeah, like what? I honestly, I don't think that was the intent of bringing that gun. I feel like that person probably just kept the gun on them at all times just based off of how, what their environment they live in. I feel like that's the mindset of having the gun. So that, that and it's Texas. Like, come on, you from Texas. We, we both know. <laughs> we both know both of our states and guns. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, Florida and Texas and guns. We both understand. And Texas is worse with guns. You get what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. Like, that's the thing. So people feel like they need to carry them at all times in, in, for potential situations. Not such as this at all. But I'm saying we're a time where they don't have a needed situation. I feel like that's probably was the thought process of having it in that moment. But having it at that game, like, you could have left that in the car or, you know what I mean? Like, like out of the kids, you know what I'm saying, vicinity. Like, that, that's not, that didn't need to be at that game. Like, I agree with you in that aspect. I get why he had it, just based off of, you know what I'm saying, potential living in that environment. Yeah, but it's like... Growing up in that environment, you know what I mean? Like, I understand why he had it. But no, that's that's not... No, that is no. It's not acceptable. No, because, again, like, somebody just lost their life for nothing. For fucking nothing. For an argument... And again, a kid's football game. Like, you know, we we see the videos of, you know, parents and stuff like that getting into fights with each other. I remember when I was growing up and stuff like that, seeing that shit all the time. You know, parents arguing with parents from the stands and shit. I remember going to baseball games all the time and that shit happening. Baseball games. You know, football. Oh, yeah, baseball. Oh, my God. Little League baseball games are the fucking worst parental atmosphere oh, I have ever seen in my entire life. Ever. Of all time. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. It's, it is so bad. It is so bad at Little League baseball games. It's just, I'm surprised anybody wants to be an umpire or a coach or anything at a Little League. You know, get, cause, because the shit is just so wild. And, and unnecessary and out of control. Like, again, we see the fights. You know, the fist fights and shit like that all the time. People getting into the umpire's face or referee's face at the end of the game. And, you know, just people taking the shit way too fucking seriously. As it, Again, as if... And, and you know what the worst part about it is? Most of these parents are the parents of the kid that isn't that good. Usually, because usually the parent of the kid that's the better one of the team is usually the coach of the team. That's kind of how it goes down. You know, but again, just this this whole parents need to fucking get a hold of themselves, man. The, the shit is just it's stupid. It's unnecessary. There's children around and you're going to pull out a gun over a fucking argument at a, at a youth football game. Like, and, and, 
And, and you could correct me if I sound out of pocket or wrong, but that just it, it worsens the stigma that's already there. It, it just it makes these these arguments for these assholes that are out here in this world going, see? It's just like, bro, what? And it's unfortunate that it has to do that, but that's what it does. That's just the unfortunate reality of the fucking situation. It has nothing to do with what, you, you know, it's literally has to do with the person who just for some reason, thought he needed to defend his life over an argument. With the one, he's afraid of getting losing the fight. He's afraid of losing the fist fight. So, in order to save the manhood, you pull out the weapon and say, "Oh yeah, you're, you're, don't mess with me. I'll kill somebody." That doesn't make you a man. That makes you a bitch. Okay, that 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 makes you scared. You that, ha, huh, bro. It, it's fucking frustrating to me, dude. It's it's frustrating to me because it's youth sports. It's it's bad stigma. It, it's just overall a fucking terrible look. An absolutely terrible look. I'm just. Because I'm looking at, I look at all these stories and I look at everything that like went down. The video is just, the video itself is is, is sickening. And then the pictures of them helping him, helping the guy or, or Coach uh, Hickman that went down, and it was just the whole. So here's a question: What needs to happen? For people to calm the fuck down at these youth games, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, soccer, whatever the hell it is. What needs to be, does the need, does the league need to hold like a parent meeting? Saying like, this is what we'll tolerate, this is what we won't tolerate type of shit. Is that absolutely necessary? Well, they kind of already do that, bro. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they have meetings with the kids mistaken like they do that already so so what so what's the next step what what do we hold on hold on on, uh, sorry other window (laughs) like do you start getting police involved do you start like do you need to I have like police security at games everywhere now? And with that, that that's that's that in itself is a terrible environment. That and the fact that they're gonna tell you they can't do that because the police is already stressed in as it is in every department <laughs> in every city. So they're not gonna <laughs> do that. Oh, it's... so now 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 you're at a point where it's like the only thing they gonna, they pretty much going to do is they're going to have, in those areas, they probably just going to be like, drop. if you want your kid to play youth sports, you got to drop your kid off and then pick your kid up at a certain time. And your coach will let you know when the game over with type situation. Or, like, just the only no way y'all can watch the game the is a lot. No, no people in the stands and y'all got to watch the live stream. 
like y'all can't even sit in the parking lot type situation. Like they really gonna probably do that. Like y'all can't even sit in the parking lot. They, like y'all they're for real gonna have to get to the point where they have to ban parents. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get rough. I feel like that's gonna be the trajectory. To be honest with you, I seriously feel like that's gonna be the trajectory. Like, and that's the sad part because that like that completely eliminates the, the aspect of kids having that feeling of what their parents watching them play. Or the the yeah. the excitement of the fans and all of that that type of experience in the game, Get, yeah, means something that early, yeah. Because if you play in a good team in a good area, it's gonna be a lot of people at those games. You know what I'm saying? Like Pop Warner and stuff is real taken serious, uh, taken real serious in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? So the fans will be there. They'll come watch the games if you're real good. You know what I mean? Especially you know early Saturdays, they'll come watch the games. They'll come watch the kids play. You know yeah. what I mean? And that that'll be eliminated having that having that feel, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that that sucks, man. That's a bad situation, bro. Hold on, I just brought up the guest thing right now, and, and Corey's there just making all the. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, we have, we're have twinsies. Fuck it. Let, have uh, twinsies. Let's just get him on. Let's see, ladies and gentlemen. There we go, yay! Twinsies. He's already he's already getting. Let me set this thing up for him real quick. Get him in here, ladies and gentlemen yeah. of the Jaffa Army. Please welcome an A7FL OG and announcer, Corey Hammond. What's up, Corey? Just hey, actually, geez. you guys are talking about youth sports. I'm coming from uh, day one of uh, youth practice for my 13-year-old son and my 7-year-old son. So right on topic, uh, you know, Woodbridge Golden Saints, let's go. There we go. But I mean, no, hopefully no, you no don't have violence there yet. Yeah, However, let, let's uh, just hope it doesn't get to that point. Well, just to touch on it, because I was listening to you guys. I mean, you were asking, like, what do we do next? Like, what I think, you know, a lot of a lot of the parents nowadays haven't watched the movie Friday and it shows. Right. Listen, gr the, the it, it, we all seem like we're in the age bracket, uh, the same age bracket, even though I have more gray hairs than both of you combined and probably always, you know, <laughs> forever both of you combined and shout out to pops there i see in the back there you're trying to hide country k um but i mentioned friday because it's just a, a funny pop culture reference but you know when we grew up there's always that one guy in your friend group that you're like i don't know we uh if he starts getting a little crazy maybe we uh dip out early from this party <laughs> but in general like i don't remember ever being a situation where my go-to in the beginning of an argument was all right we blast him you know like a danny devito meme like no, i just started blast like that's and and akeem talib specifically and i don't, i'm i'm not 100 percent on the story so i won't go too far but akeem akeem talib specifically has had issues in the past with similar problems so you know jay you're talking about like how to prevent this certain guys just are going to make those types of mistakes. And this isn't enough. This isn't something that should be applied to the rest of society because I have parents that I've had as, as a coach, I coach as well. Um, you know, football seems to be a, a you know, relatively large part of my life. My wife's looking at me over there on the couch, uh, wishing that it was, you know, a, at least one hour less a week, maybe probably for my own uh, career because she likes to watch my son play more than she likes to watch me play. No, I'm joking. Um, actually, that's, I'm not joking, but, I'm laughing, but I think the point is, is that 
that type of conversation shouldn't even be something we have to have. We've all seen the the Randy Marsh episodes of South Park. There ain't no bell, but there was no gun either. There was never no gunshot. I mean, like, parents parents have always been bad at hockey, baseball, football, even soccer games. I bet you there's some British soccer hooligans that go nuts oh. over that youth stuff. But yeah. to take it to that level is, is beyond youth sports. It's beyond just, you know, even if you want to get into gun control, that's just assholery at, at, at its finest. And, you know, kudos to people that decide that, you know, shooting a coach at a youth football game is the way to solve a problem, I guess, is the end of the, at the end of the day is what, we, what you could say. Yeah, no, it, it, again, it was not, just not something to make light we, of the situation either. I'm not trying to make light of the situation either, just to, just to be clear. I don't want to make a joke. No, 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 because because, sure. because it's real, because it, it's a, it's definitely a conversation that having, you know, seeing all these fucking parents, they're just fighting each other back and forth. And for, for what? What's, what's, again, you, this is a youth football game. This Jay, is, there's only one way to make your dream come true once you look like the three of us, and that's to force your child <laughs> to live it so that you could live it, uh, live through them vicariously. That's that's the only that's the only route for us at this point, right, guys? I mean, you guys were talking right. about uh, getting an A seven foul team together. Maybe we could start. You know, we can, you know, segue right into that. Uh, you know, if I'm even decent at that. No, I mean, the, I also we, said give me trying... a read. I'll, I'll I'll read I'll read the 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 read for this segment as well. You can send it to me in the chat. No, I'm just joking. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, we. No, we already knew that we're not that great at fucking you know, segues and everything like that either. We just kind of <laughs> jump from, from, from conversation to conversation. It's fine. But, I mean, going into the – off a horrendous topic, getting into a, a, a more uplifting topic. Yeah, we were talking about um, getting an A7FL division over here on the West Coast. It's just trying to financially figure that out. Yeah, I, I heard you guys going through the mental gymnastics, and all of a sudden, that uh, that investment started getting bigger and bigger in your guys' heads, and you were like, "Then, and then, then the conversation turned to, wait, like, how long is this league even going to be around?" And what I will say is, this league's been almost around for twenty years, but the the teams are what fold. So it's it's how long is this investment worth it? You know, to compete with, you know, the upper echelon of New Jersey teams like BIC and the Patterson U, because. There's been even teams that have won championships, like in 2019, the PA Immortals. We've yeah. never seen them again. In 2017, it was the, the New Jersey Chiefs were champions. Haven't seen them again. The New Jersey Savage were a fixture in this league. They were missing from last year's uh, you know, team. So it is, it is a tough ask, and you have to have – you know, you guys were talking about the amount of guys that you need. Yeah. Find 20 guys that are willing to play football, no pads, and then still go to work in the morning. Um, you know that that list all, all, all you know from the 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 seven on seven flag guys, nine nine v nine flag guys. All of a sudden, you start asking them, "Hey, full contact, no pads." That list starts to get a lot shorter, a lot quicker. But I'll <laughs> I'll let you guys talk on that that side more. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I've talked enough. I'll be here to answer your questions. I love that. <laughs> no, we just the conversation have flow wherever it goes. But no, seriously, because. It, it is, and we've even talked to people. I've talked to people asking them, "Hey, you know, this is something that we thought about, you know, trying to bring to the West Coast." Um, we know that there's, or not so much as the West Coast, because there's already, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, L.A., Vegas, all them down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the but more California's the size of most continents, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so more, Bay more of like northern, northern California, okay. Bay Area Valley. You know, so all bring, those, because all mountains where people get lost looking for uh, free weed and then oh. they never come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's it. Ain't free. It. <laughs> no, you got to pay no, a for that. 
<laughs> There's documentaries yes, on that shit. <laughs> so, but no, just bringing it because we know. There's a lot of people out here in the Bay Area that like that, and in the Valley, Sacramento area, and Stockton, that love the game of football. That just it. You got the the De La Salle high schools. You've got Pittsburgh. You got all these high schools and stuff like that that are here that is real big. The college with Stanford and Cal and 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 the D one San Jose State. All these D ones. You got a whole bunch of football minded people that I think would embrace a league like this, especially because we were talking about, talking to Matt Ryan about it uh, a little while ago. We were thinking because we had thought about what could be options to bring football to the Olympics, right? Yeah. Into the Olympics. Yeah. So we think we thought flag football at first, but then it's like, how entertaining really is flag football at an international stage like the Olympics? And how, how long much would that feel like? And how much does it feel like American football at its core, right? Exactly. Because because so it. Matt says, with the the concept of the sevens, internationally, you know, with rugby and everything like that, the seven on seven concept is something that's that's well received, and it's not like globally, American football is not being practiced you know you got japan you got europe you've got you know uh latin america you got the the international draft in the nfl now that that they have from all around the world so it's not like the concept of american football is lost internationally so with what you guys have we were thinking that for the entertainment value to bring everything that really is football into the Olympics the right way, I feel like the A7FL is the way to go. And, and so it's, it's I'm, scalable, right? You know, the cost the cost for, you know, every country around the world to get a, a shoulder pad and helmets and mouthpiece and thigh pads and all that, that investment up front makes it tough to bring to this country here where they're used to playing, you know, like Latin American countries where guys are playing, uh, you know, Mariano Rivera talks about it all the time. He had a, he had a milk carton was his baseball glove. You know, that, that, that you can't do football like that with pads on, but guess what you can do. You could fill, you could fill a, a, a milk carton up with, uh, you know, pistachio seeds. And then all of a sudden you got a ball and then you don't need anything else. And then you just play seven on seven tackle. So I don't want to take this necessarily in, and turn it into this, you know, co- comment on third world sports. But you can take the A7FL, scale it. All the the countries around the world could develop a a, a, a type of of game plan and and, and uh, even leagues, even you know, developmental things like that. And you can get football that we're familiar with that involves contact, which is which is what I don't like necessarily specifically about the flag football idea because it takes the the physicality out of a very physical sport. And that's one of the, the you know, that's, that's one of the best parts about football. I feel like it's the mixture right. of the grace and then, and then the, the martial artists type, you know, you know, combat sports. It's the, it's the, it's the chess match, including all of those elements. Um, but more importantly, you know, this is the thing that's always glossed over because the highlights look so cool and, and the three on one as a as a scheme to do a, a you know, change of possession is, is way more entertaining than a, than a kickoff um, is that it's safer. 
And so there's ideas of converting this to youth football because then it will teach kids, you know, from the earliest age on to tackle without the head in the game. And that, you know, that's that's another conversation for guys more like uh, Shunner, the CEO, and, and, and Ryan uh, DePaul, the president. But as far as the Olympics go, I would love to see uh, the, the, uh, the game of American football played internationally. And I think this is one way that it would be able to be translatable and be able to get teams like, you know, China, Japan, all, all, as well as like, uh, like a smaller, you know, Latin American country or, you know, a Ghana or wherever, you know, you, you guys have, you guys have 20 guys that are tough and fast. You could figure out how to make this, you know, something that can at least be entertaining enough to watch. And especially, you know, if, if people are, you know, during the Summer Olympics, they're locked into, you know, curling or that's that's a winter Olympic sport. But like some of the ridiculous, ridiculous Olympic sports that people are locked in. If you put a pigskin and had guys from different countries going at each other and you could see their oh. faces, you could see their expressions, you know, sign me up. I mean, you know, it would be the most popular. Me. It would be the most popular Olympic sport overnight, I feel. Yeah, and because of the whole physicality part of it, because of everything that goes on with the game of football, it's just well, it's second and, to none. And, and American football could eventually become, you know, whatever the hell they want to call it in other countries, but it could be a worldwide sport that people have access to play. The thing is, is the Super Bowl is still watched with millions and millions and millions and millions of people worldwide, not only just in the United States, because it's one of the most popular sporting events of the year in the world now yeah. imagine all of those people that love to watch it for the spectacle and for you know learning the quarterback like like for instance you know you guys know the bic and you players better than anybody else on in the a7fl because you watch the championship games same thing with the nfl now take those those interested fans give them an outlet give them a way to be a part of it themselves much like the a7fl you guys are talking about it you guys were talking about hypothetically getting into texas please let's do that um, but, but, you know, it's, it's a game where it feels like the football that we watch on Sundays and love and has become a religion, but it also feels like the football that you grew up playing with your friends, because it's, it's also that, that's, that's that same home style cooking type of football yeah. that the lights are off. I got to go home. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm nine years old now. My <laughs> nine year olds are jerks, but anyway, no, it definitely does have. That feeling, because me and Kay, we were talking about it um, after, or actually even during the championship game, um, noticing, like, not just the go the game going on, but you got the kids in the background and stuff like that doing the same thing, you know, having their there was a There was an Asbury the Park kid that came down underneath the bowels of the stadium where we do the broadcast, and he was uh, he was trying to get uh, a little bit too familiar with the uh, broadcasting, and I was like, Hell out of here, kid! <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, man? It's like, go. But that's that's the type. That's the type of game we have. It, it, you know, family friendly mostly. Now, you guys can talk about Kenny Stansbury. If a kid is too close to Kenny Stansbury, that's probably a bad move. Um, and by the way, those weren't full. <laughs> those weren't full, like registered, like you know, cigars that you would get it, like you know, with a humidor or anything. Those were straight <laughs> Dutch masters, guys. Dutch masters. <laughs> oh, I love guy. when he came up. I was like. Oh, no, this is the guy right the, And then the cigarette on the ear to, to we, the, yeah, to, yeah, that was some, oh. that was some Suge Knight shit right there. That was some, I, <laughs> that was some. I boss. couldn't believe I, at first. I couldn't believe I saw. I was like, does he have a fucking cigarette in his ear? I was like, holy shit, he does. 
Now, the NFL doesn't have them, but back in the the town beef days, you know, the early, early, early years of this of this uh, brand of football, there was cigarettes. There was a cigarette break in, you know, on the sidelines for most of our guys. Now, not me ever. That wasn't my uh, choice. But, I was going to say cigarette, like, cigarette in the ear, even though he's not smoking it during the game. That's still that's 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 an OG in the ACFL <laughs> right there. I was going to say you you said this has been going on for for about twenty years now. And so, in the beginning, did you guys ever like one? How did it start? And then, did you ever have any idea that it would kind of get to where it's at now? No, uh, and now I'm not. I'm not one of the founders. So when this started, it was approximately 2002, 2003. So it literally would almost be 20 years. It was when the the current president, who also runs a um, a, uh, a, a a a small business for filming like sporting events and everything, he's 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 a videographer. Mm. That's the word I was looking for, um, and that's his profession. So for he, when he graduated high school and he started organizing this league, Ryan DePaul, um, it was town v. town. So he would hit up a, a, a group from Patterson, New Jersey. Um, there would be guys from Irvington. There would be guys from Old Bridge and Sayreville. You may not know those locales, and it's not important, but the point was is that it was basically the kids that graduated high school that weren't in college football were getting together, playing that tribal team, you know, versus team football it started as, you know, basically just like pickup games. And then it became more and more organized as more towns said, yeah, let me try that shit. We're going to bust your ass. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of bad words exchanged. You know, there were, um, you know, there's a famous story. You'd have to ask Ryan DePaul about it. But there's this guy named Jay Rolla. He was a BIC running back before they were really good. And this is about 2010. And he showed up to a game after being released from the hospital for a gunshot wound. So that like, like this is some crazy stuff that we're talking about. It's just like, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan talks about, he's a, a football historian. I can't wait till he, he writes the early days of the eight, seven FL when we've uh, we've got the rocket fuel that he and Derek Duncan keep talking about. Um, we'll get back to that in a second, but the eight, seven FL started as town V town. And it, at its peak, when it was town beef, there were 18 New Jersey teams and eight of those teams competed for playoff spots. And it was a, you know, it was a knockout drag out fight. There was teams like the, the, the East ward Gators uh, from, from Irvington. There was uh, no, excuse me, the South ward Gators, the East side um, ESG was the East side generals, excuse me. But then, you know, there's the cerebral bombers. And then there was the, um, the union city chiefs. The Patterson U came in as the wrecking crew, um, but all these teams were were pretty much localized to their um, city and town. But because Ryan was a videographer by trade, he was filming all the games, posting it on YouTube, and it just had this cult following, and it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then a, a money guy like Shutter came comes along, and I don't know the specifics there, but he says, "Hey, this this has some potential. This is a good investment opportunity." Let's start working on it. And then once it became the A7FL, we started getting rebranding things, you know, start moving in the right direction on social media, starting getting, uh, you know, conversations with people where to put it. So, for instance, we've been on Twitch. We were about to be on, uh, 
I think it was um, Fubo or Roku or something, and then they had their uh, stock earnings meeting, and that didn't really go well. So, so like the 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 guys behind the scenes that are doing the, you know, the the big boy stuff in in a in a big time league, that started the change. But the roots of this league are guys that don't have college football to turn to, but can't get the hitting and the physicality and the camaraderie and and all of those awesome things that you can only get from football and things that will end you know leave you in the the drunk tanker or in a jail cell because there's nowhere else to get those things. Sorry, I'm plugging my phone in so we don't die here. Okay. <laughs> so so that's that's kind of the history of the league and where it used to be. And to fast forward to where it is now, we are in New Jersey, Maryland, DC. We're moving to Boston. We've been in and out of Pennsylvania already. Ohio, potentially news there. Florida, California, Vegas, and then who's next? Um, you know, being a part of the league since it's been basically just guys showing up and, uh, you know, just talking shit for the sake of talking shit. So now that it's being televised and you guys are reaching out to me to talk about it, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been one of the thrills of my life, honestly. I was gonna say, what what got you into it? What was this? You know, you saw it on YouTube and thought, hey, this is something. Or so somebody I played, get a hold of you. Or? I played Division three college ball to to no real success level. I went to Widener University. Um, that's where Billy White Shoes Johnson went. Division three. You would have never heard of me. And you know, basically, when I was twenty, I had my uh, first child. So like. The, the sacrifice it took to be a student athlete for a division three team when the coach just changed and I wasn't recruited and all this other kind of stuff. It was like, let me just raise my kid. But I don't know. You guys talk about your uh, athletic careers in the past. Whenever you give up a sport, you're never ready unless yeah. you retire yourself. So I didn't necessarily retire myself. Um, I wanted to keep playing. I had the opportunity in 2012 you guys will love this if you're South Park fans. Um, the guy who brought me in the league, his name is uh, Justin Peckin, which is not his actual name, but whatever. Um, <laughs> nobody goes by their actual name most of the time. You, you barely know anyone's government in the A7FL until you literally have to call the games and you're like, wait, your name is Markeith Williamson? We've been calling you Dot Boss forever. I thought it would be something. So the super best friends, SBF. Needed a quarterback. And I'm from Sayreville, which is the, the town that the president of, of the uh, the league it graduated. That's where he graduated. And mm. I played quarterback for the high school. He knew about me. He said, hey, reach out to this kid. Because I was in college in, in the 05, 06, 07, 08, and then 09, 010, right? Like, so so those years I missed because I was, I was in college for six years. Not a lot of not a lot of study and schooling going on there, but um, give a little Van Wilder action in there. I wish, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm the Dollar General version of Van Wilder if there ever was one. Um, I wish I looked like him. I talked like him and made us even a quarter of the amount of money that he did. But the A7 NFL career, not the not the college days, which we can have, maybe have a different uh, podcast for. Um. Super best friends reaches out to me. And then I go out there, um, was, uh, was the runner up for rookie of the year that year. And then is the story of my career since my sophomore year in high school at 
what was then known as Bishop George R. in New Jersey, now known as St. Thomas Aquinas, because apparently Bishop George R. touched some people where they didn't, where they shouldn't have been touched, I'm assuming, um, which was probably a bad move, even though he was working for the only uh, organization that kind of allows that thing. But anyway, moving on. After my first year in the A7FL... <laughs> What, 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 what? Did, did I go too far there? No, the St. Thomas Aquinas. Like, I don't know if he knew about that history or not. He went Yo, to Lakeland. He went to Lakeland. I went to Lakeland High School. School. Yeah. Where, like, the Pouncy Twins and everything like that played. Oh, and okay. I know on that and side, played, of the St. Thomas Aquinas. They played St. Thomas three years from my sophomore to my senior year in the national championship. I mean, the state title. Which so turned into the national championship. This my junior, uh, sophomore. Oh no, junior and senior turned into the national championship, which is crazy. What 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 state? That's Florida, right? Florida, yeah. So that's some that's some big boy high school football then. Yep. Yeah. They, how that, many uh, those boys how many guys on there. your team were paid? Uh, I can't. That's the I question I never asked. I can't confirm. I mean, back then, I was going on. Back then, the, the 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 proper question. I'm, I'm assuming you were in in high school early 2000s, right? Yeah. So from 03 to 07. Yeah, I was. Um, I graduated 05. Damn. So I am older with all my grades. But so like <laughs> around that time, man, maybe the better question to ask wasn't how many kids were getting paid because that's the college question. Maybe yeah. the more appropriate question to ask, even though it's definitely not appropriate, was. Uh, Teachers? How could they? How could they best relate oh. to Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco? That would be the question. Because <laughs> that was the high school days <laughs> that I remember. Now I was too stupid <sighs> to realize that uh, you, you know Pistes never found anything. So maybe I would be one of those guys that ran the four five. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't. Seven. I can't even. Those. <laughs> The Bill Romanowski motherfucker. I don't think <laughs> honestly, I don't think they that was I can one say of those some situations. names that I know, but that would be that would be wrong. I won't I won't do it. Just think of Jersey, Jersey, big time Jersey high school athletes that went to big time Jersey high schools that went to decent colleges, played for four years, and then were 12 year starters for one of the expansion teams from the early two thousands that were terrible and have rumors constantly that is a hundred percent fact i know for a fact never mind um, no those riddles are going to be looked into and diagnosed and we that probably that probably goes for probably 50 people and it's not <laughs> we're not even talking about we're not even talking about guys in the nfl because you know guys oh, on I mean, sayerville guys on sayerville were uh you know <laughs> hitting that juice a little bit yeah, you said Arnold, I, was Arnold say, I was trying to figure out a juice juice joke, but you guys are better at this than me, I think. Um, I don't so even know how we got off on the steroid tangent, but uh, long story short, my entire career. So my my first year as, as the SBF quarterback, I was the I was one of the runner ups for the rookie of the year. I didn't win the award, but I was considered heavily, and you know people were talking about me. It wasn't a big deal because the uh, A seven FL back then in two thousand twelve, but it is what it is. The guy who ran the team basically told me, like, hey, by the way, really respect your game, but you're too slow and white. We're going to go with a more mobile option at quarterback. And so that was the first time that happened to me. Um, fast forward to 10 years later, and it's happened now seven more times. 
but God damn, so dog. I still play. I still, you asked me how I found the league. I still play because I still have something to prove from my junior year of college when I said, I'm going to move on and, you know, football is great, but I have, I have a family now. And then after living with my family for a while, and my wife loves me, she's glaring at me right now. After living with my family for a while, I was like, shit, let me get back to football at least for an hour or two a week. And, um, you know, found the A7FL and have been playing to prove myself ever since. I don't know. So how I, I saw, so we, we took some clips and everything of, of, uh, of the playing days of the old career highlights and everything like that. Yeah. Most of them run plays. I was like, damn, I don't, I don't remember this many career rushing yards in my entire, in my entire eight year, 10 year career. I had to get those because I was like, I'm, you know, a quarterback to me with no pads and everything like that. The idea of a quarterback taking off and actually trying to lower the boom and everything to get into the end zone. That to me is impressive. But one thing that I noticed was you maybe a statistician, Matt Ryan being a historian that he is can go back and look at the film and, and really see it. But to me, it seemed like you were probably the quarterback who used to get hit the most while throwing the ball and completing the pass for either a, a first down or a touchdown or whatever. I you took one sh- a shot before. Oh my God, this dude. He his name is his name is Gerald Bell. I know <laughs> you're you're talking about the one on the dirt field, the second to last play, right? Yeah. I, I have yeah. a Peyton Manning like recall on these things. Just if, <laughs> if it seems weird, like I'm really not that good. But no, like, that's fine. So the the second to last is we're talking about 2017. That's the bi. That's the that's the second round of the playoffs against the PA Immortals, who went to the championship and lost that year. And uh, their 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 defensive line was one of the best defensive lines I ever played. They had this guy named Tyler Affa. They had this guy named that they called Maui because he was a Samoan, and you know I guess that's what you call fat Samoans is Maui from Moana. And then they had this guy named the Black Rhino, whose name was Gerald Bell. And I can't do it. I can't do it on here, but right here, approximately. Now, I can't do it on this phone because it's not high res enough. I have a white line scar from that play because he choke slammed me on that play. Grabbed me by my throat and choke slammed me. But the worst part about it, gentlemen, because I've been choke slammed before. It's part of the A7FL. I grew up watching 90s quarterbacks get concussions and go back into the game and be lauded for it. Right. So that's where I'm, that's, that's my, who I emulated is guys who would literally put their body on the line just to throw one pass complete. And the guy coming at them is like a 300 pound guy, but the guys that I watched on TV, I guess they had pads on, which is the, the main difference. But my guy, my guy, Gerald Bell, you know, he had that that fingernail that extends out oh. for whatever reason. <laughs> so I had a slice there and, and now have a scar. And every time I see him on Facebook or on social media because his team quit because they don't want to play anymore, the PA Immortals, I'm calling them out even though they're not listening. I'm constantly calling people out. We could talk about that later too. I say, man, you ever cut your fingernails? Because that shit was unacceptable. But we lost that game. I have one playoff win, and it wasn't that one. But on that play, I threw the post corner, and it was a timing route, and that's the anticipation you need in the A7 NFL if you're going to be a, uh, a stationary quarterback in the pocket and get murdered. 
Um, so I threw the ball on time. My guy, Troy, Mr. Incredible, uh, caught it. And then the next play, you saw me run through the line, and I was so excited. You guys cut the tape, but I was about to do a dance or some some shit, and I did the the, the tough look like I was going to look into the camera because normally <laughs> there's a camera in the back of the end zone. And if you watch the whole highlight, there's no camera in the back of the end zone, so I'm just standing there mean-mugging nothing. And then I just walked to the sideline, and then – that's kind of why I cut it. Yeah, I yeah. It was, one of the, whole it was one of the most awkward touchdowns that I've ever scored. And to be clear, I don't score that many touchdowns. So I was looking to mean mug a camera. Oh, and said, I just said, okay, oh, I'm, oh. I'm moving on with life. Oh, I'm a mean mug. Just oh, God. <laughs> if you watch, if you watch uh, an earlier play, the long run where you're like, where you see the defense and they're like, they didn't want to tackle him or they would have. That fat, slow bastard. <laughs> but if you watch that, I came and I did the mean mug to the camera where I go and I point the for the two-point conversion because I wanted to make it look like it wasn't a big deal that I just ran 80 yards and I've never done it before or since in my A7FL career. And, by the way, that team won the championship that year. And we lost to them 40-20 to 20 that day. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm getting these highlights. And I'm like, damn, was I good? Pretty not knowing the final score. And that yeah, no, you didn't score, see so all those like, times damn. that I got I got crushed and pummeled to the floor, and and with that an same anticipation, I throw an out route. My wide receiver is running a post, and all of a sudden, right to the defender, and it's like mm, that doesn't go on the highlight. So well, I was gonna say, well, that's the beauty of highlights. You you only oh, get man. the good stuff. I, what I always that. say though is, I do throw a very catchable ball, so. If you include my interceptions, my my completion percentage is like seventy five. <laughs> so, it, it, how did how, so how did you get into the announcing part of it? Did they just since you had been with them for so long? Was, they... You know, when when we first started doing it, we were still uploading games to YouTube, and it was to to be fair, the the OG OG of the announcing is a guy named LJ Smith. And he has a very specific style. Um, his style is not necessarily conducive to the masses. And it really fit our brand of football because he was more up there to clown everybody. And it was a very rhythmic kind of like, you know, there was this one guy, his name is Ace Boogie. And I always rag on LJ Smith because one time he, during a play, instead of doing a normal play-by-play, -play, this guy run, rolls to his right, finds this guy, touchdown. And it's like a Matt Ryan type of thing that we're familiar with. It was Ace Boogie. Drops back, ace boogie, ace boogaloo, ace boogie, ace boogie. And, and like he said ace boogie 11 times in a row, but it fit, right? So LJ was our announcer. And then LJ had called multiple games of mine. You know, he kept saying like, what are we going to name this guy? What's his nickname going to be? He's back there. He's cool, calm, collected. And then for like a year, my nickname was cool, calm, collected, which is like, that's way too long. But... <laughs> I wasn't in the championship game, so it doesn't matter to the guys like you that are the French washers. But then uh, Ryan asked me, like, hey, we want to make it a little bit, you know, want to add a little bit more to it because it's, it's asking a lot for one guy to constantly talk for three hours with no commercial break to post on YouTube. I go up in the booth. We start going back and forth. He said that I sucked. I said, you don't even play. What are you talking about? And then we started having this chemistry. And, um, you know, kind of from there, um, you know, the rest is just, I want to be a part of the league. I can look in the mirror and see myself. Um, teams are constantly cutting me to put in a, a guy that was my wide receiver. 
and then that their team fails the next year when I move on to another team, they call me back and want me to come back, and I'm very petty, so I don't. And then I get another <laughs> New Jersey. Um, but I wanted to be part of the league even past the part because I see the future is is bright, in my opinion. Um, it doesn't mean much what my opinion is. What's nice is, is that outsiders like you guys can see all of the things that make it great, the safety, the personalities, the more of a, of a you know, a translatable feel. And the fact that it both looks like athletic football, that, that, that you know, there's still guys who are like, oh, I could do that. Well, it's like, well, this is the only league that you literally can come out and test it. And what happened was is when California and Florida, the first time they ever were like, I can do that. And they showed up in the final four in 2021, California lost 70-77 and Florida lost 80 to nothing. So it's like, we love when people say, oh yeah, we can do this. That's easy. But then you realize when you go up against a team like BIC, whose quarterback runs 4-3-1, whose slowest wide receiver runs 4-5, and whose defensive linemen eat, breathe, and sleep sacks. Like they wake up from a nightmare because they got blocked in a dream. And they're 18 years old or, or, or 19 or whatever Verardi is in John Columbia. And they literally have a motor that if they get blocked for two seconds, they're still going to get off the, the uh, they're still going to get off the block and make a play. When you're facing a team that can excel at this game, you better know what you're doing because, you know, like the Vegas force saw this year, when you're trying to figure this game out against a, an opponent that outclasses you, uh, you know, athletically, which our Patterson, U team and BIC do, team do, Pretty regularly, especially against the out-of-state teams that aren't Maryland, who who is is like our, you know, they're just our they're just our our slightly younger brothers in this league. They've been around almost as long, um, but there's only been one PA, uh, two two Pennsylvania championships uh, champions in the A7FL and one uh, Maryland champion, and the rest have been New Jersey teams. I mean, it, it 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 is it is a game to to figure out. I mean, especially the 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 three on one concept um, for the throw offs and everything. I looked at, it, I was like, that's actually very entertaining. About you, know, especially with the the guys that you have out there doing it, and then having to get more and more familiar with it. Yeah, it is a yeah, it's football, but it is a different game. Yeah, of football to get used to. So oh, I'm, I mean on, right to quick. go into the, uh, go ahead. Gosh. Florida, what the fuck? Eighty to zero, bro. <laughs> God, <laughs> to be to be fair, to be oh. fair, the Florida team that came in, the Florida team that came in in 2022 that made the playoffs. I don't know. Have you guys seen the 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 Nightcrawler rare breed game? Yeah, we oh, saw yeah, that. I watched it. The Florida team was the better team. They just were dancing, and now they have they have they have they have coined the term for me at least. To nightcrawler, which means to lose the game that you were up in in the fourth quarter while dancing before time was up. Now, that's the caveat. Oh. The nightcrawlers did that this year, so they looked really impressive. And if 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 not the second, were one of the top four explosive offenses, especially in the A7FO. Um, they had uh, one, one week we did a Florida broadcast in which uh, the Florida team played a team from that drove down from Ohio. And those guys that drove down probably wish that they didn't.
because the game was 80 to nothing before the third quarter was over. And it was such a horrible game that the broadcast literally broke. <laughs> and good, oh, and, and it was a good thing, too, because that Florida team was something to behold this year. They were just too, too undisciplined. I, I wish that I could I wish that I could go as far as I really want to, but they were too undisciplined up by six in the fourth quarter, dancing before time was up, and then the football co- gods came back to to bite that in the ass. What's the highest scoring game? Blowout? Like blowout game? Or like either, either blowout game or combined game. Uh, the thing is, is when, when it's combined, when it's combined, when one team has success going back and forth, it lowers the total output of each offense because we have a running clock until the last two minutes of each half. Mm. So when both teams are successful on offense, it's not as big of a barrage of points. But the 80 burger, that which is what we call it because we never had a term for it before, the 80 points that BIC basically Wilt Chamberlain on the Snow Tribe this year, in which the Vegas Force were able to bring up as, on National Donut Day when they were getting ready to play that same team in the playoffs, the Snow Tribe. Um, <laughs> that was a savage uh, social media roast. Um, that 80 to nothing game, which was stopped before the time was out because it could have got worse, was so lopsided because not only was BIC scoring on offense, but BIC was scoring on defense and special teams. So the avalanche was just constant. And it it, it was a deluge of biblical proportions that day. Um, but at, at, at a certain point, it was just like, you know, nobody on this team has a chance because the Snow Tribe famously played the entire season with zero quarterback skill or, or talent or execution or whatever you want to call it. And their cornerbacks – their cornerbacks covered a, a calculus curriculum on the sideline than they did any wide receivers that were out there for BIC that day, at least. It could get bad, and like honestly, we we were on stadium this year, which was our, our uh, which was the 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 way that we were broadcasting our games. Right, and stadium stadium basically said like, look, nope, we're not getting that again. Don't do that again. So. Schedule change. <laughs> you know it's terrible. When one, you don't even finish the game. It's just it was, I've it never was seen I've never seen like, mercy yeah. rule happen in a football game. I've never, all right, you know what? The the A. Let's let's just call it. Let, let's all this we yeah. know it's bad. Now don't get me wrong. <laughs> the Patterson U and BIC have, have mercy ruled other teams before. Just not to the extent of eighty to nothing where BIC is trying not to score, and they're still finding ways to accidentally get in the end zone. And they're putting in the guy Herschel, which if you watch, if you watch the BIC games, is the OG OG. He's 50 years old and still playing in this league. Now he's not playing to the, he's not playing at a level where he's a he's a playmaker. But BIC, if they're up by a lot, they're like, yo, get Hersh in the game. Now his name uh, he, is Michael Walker, so they call him Herschel Walker. But that's how that's how old he is. Is that Herschel Walker was a recent reference when he first started playing in the league? He's like he's like that's obviously he, impossible. But anyway, he's like old yeah, man in longest yard when they're up. <laughs> hey, send him out there. there there's there. no exaggeration there. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. But that's my guy though. No, no shade, no disrespect. Herschel is a legend in this game. 
He'll I play. Mean, he'll play in sneakers. Sometimes he doesn't even play in cleats. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the right foot. New balances. The dad new balances. You better get out of the way. Bringing the bull. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't burn. I can't burn my guy Hirsch. That's 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 blasphemy. <laughs> But so you, now, you guys how, can already tell I can't I can't stop myself, which might be a good segue into me telling your fans at home what to what to do if they want to really have some fun with me. <laughs> I was just about to ask <laughs> how the hell and you almost read my mind that that's see that that's that's the that's segue thing I'm, I'm not bad at it. Wait, let that's me do a read. watch my read. My, my <laughs> read is like my read is like a minus minimum. Oh, I'll have to get you one and then we'll we'll get Oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and see if I can get a commercial for the A7FL with you and Matt. <laughs> I gotta do a commercial or something to get with you and Matt Ryan or something like that when you guys talk about the A7FL. But how did the idea of people roasting you come into place? If you if you listen to our um, podcasts, and I'll I'll say this specifically, like I I'll get to yours, babe. My wife is in the background. Like, tell them my rose. Tell them how how badly I made fun of you. I will. <laughs> oh, I know she has good ones. My wife uh, has good she, ones. She on might me. have one of the better good. ones, but there were some pretty good ones. And and what I would I would do is 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 forward fans to a seven FL Twitter, um, a seven FL Facebook, a seven FL whatever. Uh, get on Spotify, uh, listen to the three on one, rate us with a five star review, and then you have an opportunity for the sweepstakes. But I am constantly unabashedly ripping whoever I possibly can, whenever I possibly can. One of our one of our episodes was called Rent Free because even though it happened in 2017, I still bring up the game where I won the National Player of the Week um, because we went down to Baltimore and the, one of the top teams from Maryland was called the Baltimore Kings. And the storyline going into the game was that the Baltimore Kings were one of the best defenses in the league, and they're looking for a number one seed in the playoffs. And I came down there. I shredded them like 17 for 21, 300-something yards, five touchdowns, like embarrassed them. And what I – the next year – yeah, I, I I recall my stats when they're good stats to the letter. Um <laughs> Current Current oh, Bozeman also had a had a seventy yard run in that game too. We we put it on them, and I might be exaggerating just a touch, which I have a tendency to do. But the next year, the Baltimore Kings, and and what the story is is it just so happened they changed their names to the Vikings. I to this day will not let them, not let them live it down that they had to change their name because I embarrassed them on their home field in Dunbar. And that that stadium forever will be known as Corey Hammond Memorial Stadium for what happened to them that day, <laughs> where I threw Rob Fabian a left tackle type a conversion, <laughs> and that's on the highlight that the, the the game of the week highlight that I send you one of the last plays, where big old seventy seven Rob had one of his one of his glory moments because you got You got to feed the big guys, and nobody oh. likes a thick boy touchdown. Which pause by the way every time me and Rob elbow each other we say matt pause <laughs> <laughs> but thick boy season is something that matt loves so we're gonna let him see as many thick bodies as he wants and you know we don't judge um and he always makes sure it's with two c's by the way <laughs> but i'm constantly trolling anyone that i can but the fact is is that of all of the players in our league i think nobody deserves the troll more than 
the stationary white quarterback that's been on more teams has more jerseys than almost anybody in the league because every single decision maker after I'll just put the I'll just put this out there. In 2020, I went to a team in the Renegades, never won a game. In 2021, because the 2020 year was COVID, in 2021, mm-hmm. we were four and three, made it to the playoffs for the first time ever in the team's history, won our first playoff game, lost to the Baltimore Cobras, which became the Baltimore Rare Breed, which you've seen, good team. And the score was 70 to 21. But to be fair, I had a high ankle sprain and played the entire game. And when they put my backup in, his name was Kenneth Stewart. He went three and out and lost eight yards. And then I went back in with the with the the uh, the aggravated high ankle sprain and threw another touchdown. Now it didn't matter because we scored 20 and they scored 70. <laughs> but I don't play that shit. I don't come off the field. So fast forward after that game, the Renegades again. Existed before Corey Hammond, never won a game. Not not solely because of me. The Renegades have a lot of really great and talented players. And if you listen to our episode four, where we do a, a the the fantasy draft podcast, multiple players were not even just by me who, who played on the team. Multiple players from the Renegades were taken. Um, the Renegades decided that that quarterback that came in for me in the playoff game and, and lost eight yards who was a wide receiver who had 60 catches for around 750 yards and seven touchdowns as my wide receiver. He's the quarterback. So I go to the Hawks who didn't have wins last year and didn't have a quarterback. They told me after uh, the last scrimmage of the regular of, of the preseason in which I threw five touchdowns while, uh, you guys don't know. I think his name is Darnell Dawkins, offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills, owns the Snow Tribe. And he had his film crew there to watch his team in their last uh, scrimmage, you know, prepping for the season. And me and Eddie Pettyout, who was uh, one of the best wide receivers and, and, and a guy that came over with me from the Renegades, he went up top on him four times. I threw five total touchdowns. The Hawks were chanting my name, the whole team. I go to the bar because that's what they do. They go to this bar that uh, sponsors them, MJ's, and then they talk. Mm. And then my wife's like, why are you at the bar? And I was like, look, if I don't go to the bar, they're going to make me come back here anyway. Mm. I, I'm like, bros, <laughs> I got kids. Like, I got, like, I already, I already exceeded my limit for fun time by doing the scrimmage. I can't now drink. Don't you understand? And they're all like, well, we only have one kid or none. So, no, we don't. <laughs> so, I go there and they're like, all right. Corey Hammond and they're like making it like this meeting and I'm like all right we're at a bar we're just regular people drinking what they're like we're confident we're gonna start you week one day of the game week one we're going with the running back okay he never played he never played quarterback before he was the quarterback that day and which sucked the worst is he ran for 200 yards, which was a which was a tough spot. Went against the rare breed in week two. I had four drives, threw for two touchdowns in the rain. And if you don't, if you guys don't know, I have a Chad Pennington arm, so that's saying a lot. And my guy had three quarters of football, lost t- lost yardage. But you know that's last year, and uh, that's the story of my life. I'm too slow for guys to want me to be quarterback until they see what it's like when I'm not there, and then. 
The Renegades called me multiple times last year. A corner, a corner was like, you think I can learn to throw? I'm not that accurate, but I understand the offense. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, just go outside. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, sure. just, find, just find a target. Work on that for an hour, and you're good to go. Quarterbacks, <laughs> quarterbacks in every league, in every situation, are, are always available and easy to find. That's oh. why the Jets are one of the best teams in the league year in and year out. Jeez. The, the unfortunate story of what could have been with Corey Hammond with all these other teams. No, it's not the unfortunate Just, story. Oh, they, they, no, look, it, look, I say unfortunate not for you. It's unfortunate, I because, I it's unfortunate because these teams made dumb decisions and the fact that some of them folded because they didn't keep you. Well, that's not fair because <laughs> it could be karma. Be honest, and karma coming for one, I have one playoff win. Now, I've only ever been favored by Vegas. Seriously. No, Vegas doesn't favor. But you, you guys know when you're playing in those leagues when you're facing the U or you're facing Snow Tribe. So I've only been favored once, and I won that game. There you go. Well, at least but, you won the uh, game that you were favored. Yeah, but um, I, I, my, my playoff record makes Tony Romo look like Joe Montana. I'm like I'm like I, my playoff record makes <laughs> makes LeBron James uh finals record look like uh Michael Jordan. My playoff record <laughs> I'm one uh Matt Stafford before the Super Bowl. We could have given you that one. Yeah, oh. I mean, that so that I means mean, that if you get me on the right team with a good offensive line so that I don't have to run for my life. I've also been working out, gentlemen. By the way, if you see if you see the A seven of L promo stuff where I'm handing out that trophy, I was a whale. So after seeing those pictures, I was like, "Look, self, let's figure this out." And uh, I I I have there, you know. Don't tell anybody, guys. But um, you know, in the next couple of weeks there's going to be big A seven FL free agent news. Oh. And I'll be breaking that hopefully on the podcast, not this week, but next week. And then we can refocus and start talking like, uh, you know, I have a seven-year-old and, and me and him watch uh, anime together sometimes. So we, we, we really, I, I really like the My Hero Academia. So I've, I've been trying to go plus ultra, guys. There you go. I hear you. I hear you on that. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I can't, I can't so wait to do this. Go Super Saiyan. Shout out to my guy, Matthews from the Gators, who if you watch Gators games, guys, He'll catch mm -hmm. a three-yard slant, and all of a sudden he goes Super Saiyan. Now, he's bald like Krillin, but what I say on the broadcast every time is if you focus hard enough, you can see his chi and the yellow hair floating around him. But anyway. <laughs> he's bald think, like he, Krillin. <laughs> he is. Look at his head. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as, as evidenced by all of this shit, um, the point, point of what you're saying was is that I dished it out, so I, I talked to my guys on the podcast and I said, I think it would only be fair if we allowed because, you know, you know, my melanin lacking ass being the face of this league, it, it, it gains a lot of attention for my brethren that have invited me to the cookout. <laughs> but in the immortal words of one of our of the linebacker of the rare breeds, his name is Ricardo Freeman. I, after after we play, played them and uh, I, I was coming out of the booth one time, he was like. You know what, man? I didn't like you at first. But I fucks with you, bro. 
<laughs> that meant a lot. That meant a lot. Now, you guys don't know the Wolverine, but Ricardo Freeman is probably uh, a character that you would you would see more from The Wire than any other television show that's involved with Baltimore. But anyway, moving on. I'm got, I'm probably getting in trouble for talking now. You want to hear? You want to hear my wife's roast for me? Yes, please, please. I do. This is hear a this good one. one. This was a good one. It's also it also hurts. So if I like squeak or my voice cracks, it's because of the internal pain that I'm hiding by saying this out loud. And I quote: "If only Corey Hammond's legs ran as fast as his mouth." He wouldn't have been cut by every A7FL football team. She's over there dying laughing. Look at me. Yes, that's my face afterwards. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> Yo, one guy, I don't know. One guy was like this. Corey Hammond throws with the velocity of Chad Pennington with a broken clavicle. <laughs> oh. One guy was like this. One guy was like this. Now, this was my favorite one because I had a reply to it. Now, I didn't reply, but I'll give it to you guys. Guy says, yo, Corey Hammond looks like uh, Professor Utonium from the Powerpuff Girls, right? Is that is that what the name is? Professor Plutonium. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. my reply is... Qua, that's the that's what the guy wants to be called. So I'll say that. Qua, when I got home from school, I would turn on Batman the animated series or Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what drew you to Powerpuff Girls specifically. A. B, stop sending the one positive play that you've ever had in the A7FL to Matt Ryan. Extra points in games you lost do not count as highlights that make the A7FL real. Quah. Oh shit. Quah. <laughs> this is the same guy. This is the same guy. This is the same player, right? He was on the Renegades, the team that kicked me out. He was on the team like Team Kenneth, the other quarterback. He was he was one of his boys in in high school or whatever. So he was like, "Oh, get get this bum ass white guy out of here. We need we need somebody faster quarterback position." That was part of it. Um his best highlight, his most famous highlight was when he was returning a three-on-one, and number negative one, because he subtracts the number one option from the opposing team. He's a corner. That's His number is negative one. His name is Neon DM Davis. But when Qua was returning the three-on-one against the Patterson U, one of the Patterson U players decided to pick him up like an infant child oh. and drop him. You've seen that. You've seen oh, that, that highlight. God. I remember that game. I remember watching that game. Now, there's two of them. There's one that happened to the guy from BIC, Breezy. Breezy has a lot more highlights than Qua. But Qua for the Renegades was when the Renegades were playing the U. And my guy was like, yo, put me in. I got this, bro. Thinking, like, with a, with a ton of confidence. The confidence you would expect from an 18-year-old that had, you know, barely ever seen a maiden head, to use a Game of Thrones word, much less any success on the football field. But then my man proceeded to become a viral highlight of embarrassment so that he he hits up our guy, Matt Ryan, with, with videos of him catching an extra point in a losing game 
which is, by the way, a five-yard pass, and saying, yo, can't you get highlights of me on, on the broadcast? And it's like, first of all, A7FL Twitter is A, troll, and B, troll Corey Hammond. Oh. And B, if we put on highlights of, of guys like Ashanti Worthy or Mark Bagway or names that we've heard before because they've made more than one play in a losing game for an extra point. But I digress. <laughs> hey, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna roast Corey Hammond, <laughs> you better bring it because I'm coming. You, <laughs> you better come hard, and you better make him speechless because, oh shit, the man is ruthless. Okay, this man is ruthless. You know what's funny though is I am just as ruthless to myself. I'm as self-deprecating as I can be because I am the gray-haired stationary quarterback whose whose legacy has been built with the fact that I get up more than that I win games, right? Like uh, Big Mo Ramadan, who is a, a longtime player in this game, when the A7FL opened the stock market, uh, New York Stock Exchange, he was one of the ones that was that was hitting the bell because the Chiefs had just won the championship. Um, he's a defensive tackle, and my my favorite uh, – praise that I've ever got from in, in all of my years of football was when one of the, the top defensive linemen in the history of this league, he's a three, he's a three-time champion. Um, he said, bro, I've hit Corey Hammond as hard as I have hit any human being in my life. How does that idiot keep getting up? He's made of iron. And I was like, yes, they don't think I'm good, but they know I'm tough. And, uh, <laughs> Nobody went, no, but, but, but in all seriousness, when, when we shake hands at the end of the game, you know, with the amount of blood and bruises on my body, like no one shakes my hand at the end of the game and is like, damn, man, y'all, they always do this. Damn, man, I respect you. They, they don't necessarily say like, yo, you nice or yo, that was a great pass. But what they do say is like, motherfucker, how did you do that? Because if you watch the league, a lot of the quarterbacks, they're, they're, you know their safety is 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 you know you know job one mine is um you know throw the ball <laughs> i mean regardless of what it is again you're winning games so that's just the the whole thing to it but just just not play off i mean that can go again. There's a lot of quarterbacks and in, in a lot of leagues that win a lot of games during the regular season but you know don't show up in the playoffs, Dad. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 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 shit. Even all-time greats have their troubles, Corey. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> let me Aaron, tell you, let me tell you something about the quarterback position in general. We always get the blame, yep. and rightfully so, but we don't always deserve the blame. Because if you told me that the Jets drafted – Patrick Mahomes, do you guys have the confidence that that Patrick Mahomes would be the same player? No. No. He didn't have because the same I guarantee if Mitch coach. Trubisky, if you put Mitch Trubisky in an, in an offense run by Andy Reid, yeah. we would – Mitch Trubisky would have got a second contract. Now, is he as good as those quarterbacks? No. Does he look like a, a better-looking, younger, more athletic version of me? Yes. <laughs> That was one of the roasts. That was one of the roasts. Oh, no, that he's looked like that if, was a good one. If Dustin Colquitt and Mitch Trubisky combined powers and 
we got Dustin Colquitt's arms and Mr. Trubisky's uh, kicking power, but not speed. That was or something like that. It was something stupid. We we said if Blake Shelton and <laughs> Blake Shelton. Jason and 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 Jason from the Power Rangers, yes, the my Red favorite. Ranger, had a baby, and then that baby had a ch- grew up and had a child with Mitch Trubisky, then it would be you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When we went to Nashville and we did the 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 wax museum, the Madame Tussauds, my wife was a little too happy taking that stupid picture with that wax wet Blake Shelton. <laughs> now I kind of understand. See, it looks like cool. I was standing, I was standing really close to Beyonce, though. I will I will not lie. But my son was standing. My 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 thirteen year old son was standing even closer. <laughs> oh. At least you guys or, didn't say like Matt. Matt Ryan tried to praise me one time and said I'm the Ryan Fitzpatrick of his league, and I well, literally wanted to go into the wrestling ring, which he also does, and choke slam his ass because I was like, "Bro, <laughs> you're t- telling me I'm the I'm the perennial bridge quarterback." And then I actually thought about it, and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, he's fucking right." <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I might as well go big my ass background is fancy. Show my chest here my- some gold and be like, "What up with you?" <laughs> so sometimes you just gotta embrace it. <laughs> well, like like yeah. uh, one of my best friend growing up, and since we were two years old, um, we played football growing up. Uh, you know, he was a he's a big time New York Giants fan. Hmm. Now I told you I told you my football compliment that I loved the most. The football compliment that I had to really take a lot of time to get used to was when my best friend growing up, who was a huge huge Giant fan. He started coming to some of my games when I was in high school. And he said that I reminded him of Eli Man. I was like, oh, do I look like I have down? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but two of the best quarterbacks of all time are from my man. And if you've ever seen Eli Man's wife, it doesn't matter what he looks like because he won. I promised that this podcast would be hilarious. I hope that I'm not. Oh, hey, hey, no, 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 no. I kind of figured that 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 it was going to get me. Blaine, come get me. Please, Blaine, come get me right now. Blaine. (laughs) I wish I had more than just that honeybee song. I would even pretend to do a country accent for that. I think the only thing that he's famous for is this shit, where he's like, "Pick me from the voice," because I'm drunk and it's a joke when you're when you're southern. Um, yeah. And then he's like, let, "Let's let's talk to Gwen Stefani, Gwen." And then she's like, "Bro, I've done too many mushrooms, bro. I can't even talk." <laughs> Maybe LSD. I don't know. What do you guys do out there? Well, I think yeah, you know, no. Cali is more weed. Well, we don't do what if you look at Gwen Stefani, Gwen Stefani, we don't do that to people. Oh no, she went in rooms that we haven't gone in. So she's definitely nah. on some kind of LSD mushrooms. Yeah, we don't I'm go not going in none of those rooms. Yeah. No, no experimenting here. Um <laughs> Corey, uh again, appreciate you for coming on, man. We need to have you on again, especially uh when the season's coming in. Yeah, man. More, I mean, I'm here. We I'm can here have to, you on uh, talk. This is great. I'm here to annoy my wife while I entertain you and you guys, fans. Uh, 
you know, shout out to to the all pro Jaffo, uh, you know, army out there, whatever the fuck you call these people. Um, I won't I won't advocate it too publicly, but let me just say, Tegrity Farms all the way. Um, try to be as cryptic as possible there. I got to join my wife. Um, and uh, if you're a fan of either sports in general, for whatever reason, my dumbass talking, or specifically the A7FL, tune in to the A7FL three-on-one podcast with myself, Matt Ryan, who is great, Rob Fabian, who is even better than me. If you've ever seen the movie Soul the, on, the, on Disney+, Plus. He's the barber. It's literally him. Go look at the visuals. I'm not lying. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's one of my more tame ones. But most importantly, guys, most importantly, if you're a fan of the A7FL or if you're annoyed with my face as you're watching it, go to the A7FL Twitter and roast my ass because I deserve it. I make fun of more than everybody should ever be made fun of. There's a guy for the Vegas Force. His name is Craig Jones. They call him Pac-Man. He's one of the better athletes in our league. He was up for MVP of both the division out there for the Vegas Force as well as for the league in general. And multiple times on podcasts, I've made jokes about his receding hairline. I said, and I quote to Sarah Codrington, quarterback of the BIC, what retreats faster, the Vegas corners or the hairline on Pac-Man Jones. That's a quote from me. So if anybody deserves a troll, it's Corey Hammond. Get to Twitter, roast me. And the best roast gentleman has a pick from either the cursed game-worn BIC Corey Hammond jersey. The cursed one, okay. Uh, the red <laughs> the red BIC, BIC is traditionally blue and white. As you saw in the Final Four this year, when they wear red, it's cursed. So they should have blown out the Gators. They look like shit. Um, the red jersey is a cursed jersey for BIC. That that jersey I just wore, guys, was the last jersey I ever wore for BIC in a game. We lost to the Immortals 40 to in the playoffs the second round. Jeez. We had a bye that week, yeah, too, so I didn't get my uh, – we had a bye that week that, that year, too, so I didn't get the uh, the one win in that year. We, we made it to the second round of the playoffs, but only because of how good we did in the regular season – only to lose 40 to nothing because Big Fern, our offensive lineman, got hurt. Um, Big Rob couldn't block more than one guy, so me and Courage had a tough day that day. Um, there's also this this very rare Spanktown boys, which don't ask oh. me why they were ever called that. They can't even write Spank on the jersey because it's so stupid. But that's a Spanktown boys Corey Hammond jersey. Guys, this was probably one of the most embarrassing uh, years in, in the league. Um, so if you troll me, you might even – cherish that more but this is the, the crown jewel it's the uh the game worn from some of my best games Corey hammond bic signed jersey because yes that's right i love myself so much i signed it <laughs> as a troll i asked the rest of the guys on bic to sign it they were like no why <laughs> so that makes it even better and it's also game worn you can see the rip and this is probably from somebody trying to kill me so you can see the, the, the nice detail of the fray there. So roast me. Do a good job of it. Make people laugh. That's what this world needs. And uh, win a jersey that, to quote uh, Kyle Ward, a wide receiver for the Patterson U, guys, that jersey is worth what? A blunt and a CC? And then Matt Ryan, it, that Matt Ryan 
corrected him and said, no, that's two Lucy's and the and a bite from a bodega sandwich. So if you want a prize that's the equivalent of two Lucy's and the bite of a bodega sandwich, hurry to either A7FL oh. Facebook, A7FL Twitter, get to making fun of me. Guys, if you've been watching this, thank you very much. Guys, for having me on. Thank you for having Hell me yeah, on. Hell yeah, of course. But I expect some good stuff from you guys, too, because I gave you a lot to work with. Oh, no. It, we, we we got film, oh. and we've got this. We've got everything now, you see, need. The, we'll the, nice part about the, film, the nice part about the film, it shows all the good plays. So you can make fun of the the the, the change in how uh, my, my, my God-given rib pads have gotten over the years. <laughs> but like I mentioned, 2023... Corey Hammond coming svelte, fast. Well, not fast, guys. I'll just be a little bit more athletic than, you know, slow and white. So medium and tan is where I'm going for. But I'm up, up guys, I'm up to 200 push-ups today, and I'm, work, I'm, running, I'm running wind sprints with my youth team. So that's better than I've done in my entire A7FL career. Let's go. <laughs> of the, of the you know, Japanese Army. I'll leave you guys with this. Because let's let's be honest, with football, us us melanin us melanin uh you know deficient uh players, we do struggle because of all of the reasons. But we also aren't a very a very popular, you know, you know, visual in our league if you look around. So because I'm white, because I'm a pocket passer, because I'm 12, a lot of guys mistakenly just just lazily calling me Tom Brady because I'm old, I wear number 12, and I'm white. But, league, I have one playoff win. So, let's do it properly. I have four kids. I have, I am a, a compiler with yards. I am perpetu I'm perpetually down in the fourth quarter with one drive to get that chance. I'm Phillip Rivers. Let's go. I have a bunch of kids. I'm always down in the fourth quarter with one drive left. I have I am one of the uh career leaders in yards with one playoff victory. That sounds like Philip Rivers to me, gentlemen. Oh, that's definitely a Philip Rivers. Ladies and gentlemen of the Joffa Army, the Philip Rivers of the A7FL. And, and no matter how many times Matt Ryan says, I do not have 5,000 kids, my wife is going to get suspicious. I'm in the house every day. <laughs> 5,000 so, women. Matt, Matt's, Matt's trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> He's no, you know, you know, it's like you live, you live through your kids. No, nah, this is fucked up. Matt, I'm not going to ever blaspheme Matt, so this is just a joke. <laughs> You live through your kids. Well, Matt vicariously lives through the idea of me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Corey. Hammond. I disappoint every time. I disappoint every time. You know, it's funny. He 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 signs off the podcast like this. And don't be an asshole. And to be I'm an asshole, pretty sure I he... wait. I, I, to be an asshole, I wait. And say, I'll try. And he cuts it every time, but I never don't say it. It is hard work for me, guys. I, it's bringing the entertainment value. Appreciate it, Corey. We got to talk to you again soon, my friend. This shit has been absolutely incredible. Appreciate the time. My yeah, friend. I think I took too much of your time. Yes, that's, that's why our our hour-long podcasts are an hour and 40. I'll let you guys go. But thanks for having me on. <laughs> All Pro Javo Nation. Hell A7 yeah. loves you. Love us back. Go to the Twitter. Yeah, roast me. Yes, sir.
Yep, get to it. Appreciate it, Corey. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Corey Hammond. Uh, I don't even... Uh, I knew it was going to be good. But, man... Again, bro, I don't think anybody can actually roast him. I don't think that he hasn't even done himself, or he won't be... Or, oh, he's going to be difficult. He's going to be difficult to, to roast for sure. Because what he came with today, holy shit. He came with the firepower. That shit was good. But you see how everyone in this nation describes Florida, right? All right. So I was just sitting. I was just sitting back, rubbing my hands, like I'm gonna look at game film. I'm gonna try to find some old A7. I was listening to every every team, every single league. The name was. I was like, all right, I'm gonna remember that because as soon as he said that, I was like, all right, I can definitely go back and find out what he was saying that the different leagues were. But I definitely was listening. Like, all right, I, w- I want to go check out the film anyway, like just regularly. But now I I'm like, think- now I got a reason. I think I know what my roast thinks. I don't want to say it because he might he might still be watching, and I don't want to give him a heads up to get ahead of it. But I think I have an idea of a video visual <laughs> that we can put for roasting Corey. I think we can. I think I can figure something out because again, I've seen enough film to where even in the highlights, we could probably put something together that's. Pretty embarrassing, or like, come on, dude. It's like this shit. But like again, it was great to have him on. Again, go roast Corey Hammond, A Seven NFL on Twitter. Um, follow them. Great group of guys out there, uh, doing their thing. And again, we're trying to bring it over here to uh, Northern California to bring that type of vibe. Um, it here. Uh, so that everyone can kind of get a taste and see uh, what we mean by the A7FL possibly being the, the future of football, especially when it comes to uh, the Olympic aspect of the entire thing. Um, so, again, appreciate Corey Hammond for being on with us. We can't wait to have him and Matt. And we need to get Fabian on here soon. So we have the trifecta of the announcers and they each have their own story. And then maybe at some point have all three of them on at the same time to really get um some good stories out um that would be dope that that would be pretty dope and then I'm gonna again be honest with you that 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 fabian i understand he said it was tame but when he said about rob fabian about being the barber at soul i'm like he looks dead on that motherfucker dead on him bro i don't know if you're gonna be sold i've seen a few different times in passing and then i actually had to watch it one time i was just stuck there and he looks dead on that bro. He looks dead on it, dead on it, bro. And that's a cartoon. So it's like if they, if they made a cartoon version of you, bro, this is exactly what you'll look like, bro. It's like, it's like, bro, look, go look at the announcement. Just take a picture from Soul and just pull up a seven NFL game and just put it right beside the TV. And be like, holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, that motherfucker might, got an might eye. Need to, <laughs> might, need to, might need to find the pictures and put them together. Uh, I'm, but yeah, I'm again, you. man. 
that was that was awesome. Glad. Uh, and again, we he took a got here early, hung out with us, talked about stories, talked about a, a, a bunch of his career and everything, uh, and what they're doing and all that kind of stuff now. And again, the A seven FL something to definitely be on watch with, and uh, appreciate Corey uh, for hanging out with us. Um, for a good amount of time and, and shooting the shit and and once again bringing light out of uh, what originally this the show started off a little dark and uh, now laughter and everything put in before we get out of here uh, talk a few things the Bucks signed Carl Nassib yes uh, sir welcome and, back home my boy welcome back home. Uh, uh, Kay sent me, or I saw that. I didn't want to say anything because I knew Kay was going to be sending it soon. And then it happened, and I was like, I'm fucking done with Tampa. They're just a super team right now that's just, hey, hey, you know, for, hey, for hey. as long as Brady's going to be in, which we now know is probably one, maybe two years, depending on how this year goes. I feel like if the Bucks win the win the Super Bowl, he might, he might be done. Hey. But no, 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 come on, no, come on, no. Come on. Come no. on, come no. on, come on, no. come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, bring it in, bring it in, fuck your team, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with shit. <laughs> That's what I said there earlier. Like, you said, <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Bring it in. Hey, come here, come here, come here, come here, Scotty, come here, Scotty, <laughs> come here, Scotty. You want the fuck? <laughs> oh shit ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you guys uh for hanging out with us on this monday uh now we i've put it on uh at least the twitter bio uh we will now be moving the show from mondays and wednesdays to mondays and thursdays now so we have a a little bit of a gap between, so for more news and stuff to be able to come in that we can talk about uh, and really get more stories. Preseason um, is, is going in full, uh, so there's a lot of things going to be going on. The Jaffo Fantasy Draft is going to be coming very soon. I told you guys it would be the Monday, uh, September 5th um, will be the draft. Uh, so be sure to get into that and uh, so we can have another successful year um, in the Joppo Fantasy League. NFL is ramping up. You know, we're going to have a lot of things to talk about. Watch alongs and stuff like that coming soon. Uh, shout out to Mountain Mike's, uh, Dave and all them. We'll be getting in touch with them to possibly have some Monday night games or, or Sunday night games being hosted over there. Uh, so be able to uh, help their business as well as being able to uh, bring the show to the locals and, and, and bring the community together in some way, shape, or form. Um, but again, we will see you guys on Thursday. Appreciate you hanging out with us today. Appreciate Corey Hammond at A7FL for hanging out with us for a good bit, giving us some good fucking laughs because, hey, everyone somewhere needs it at some point in time get to roasting them and then you guys know where to find us on all the social media platforms on twitter the Joppos ap uh for instagram Joppos sports twitch pvp studios 
some things on Twitch uh, that we might be coming up with. Kay had a good idea uh, when we were off here before we started this whole thing that we might we might uh, get into. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then you guys already know YouTube and Facebook for Native Rose Productions. And then on Spotify, you guys uh, leave a rating, the five-star rating, follow, uh, share, like, subscribe, do everything that you need to do to be able to give us a buck and share them with your friends so that we can get to the point we're doing this shit full-time because this is what we like to do. We like to have conversations like this, and we like to have a good time and talk about sports in the process like you know us fans always do for the highly elevated sports talk, the highly elevated sports fan, all pro Jappos. I'm your host, JP, and this is Country K. We will see you guys on Thursday. Oops. Okay. No. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if he gets. No. He's gone. He's gone. Deuces and aloha, people. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>